Welcome everybody to the Behind the Scene podcast where we talk about anything uh, wrestling amino leagues and customs related. Uh, for our first episode, uh, there's two guests here, one of which is basically my usual podcast guest at this point. It is Peggy, it is Louis, the great Louis from uh, Carl Sycamore fame, I would almost say. Hi. How are you, Louis? And I'm ready to be on the next one. Yeah, because that's definitely a possibility. And uh, my other guest today is uh, one of the greatest comedy guys uh, to ever write promos on Amino, uh, even though his stint with his character Uns is relatively fresh. Um, he has already shown to be a great comedic mind and just a great mind within the league scene overall. Uh, welcome, Uns. Hi, that's, that was a wonderful introduction, although... Two years of doing bugger all is, is, is not exactly fresh in my behalf. <laughs> fair point, fair point. Um, but yeah, it really kicked off when Northwest started kicking in, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that, definitely. And, and uh, I, I kind of went away for a bit and I'm back and I'm on the main event for Fuckheads and that's pretty cool. Then people started noticing me again. That is pretty cool. I'm still really looking forward to Fuckheads main event. Definitely. As am I, definitely. <laughs> I like that. It's just um, people talking about. I like this show's main event. Ayo, look, move the fuckheads. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, Amino leaks right now are uh, crazy. It's it's bigger than it has been in quite a while. And so let's start about Amino leaks and overall. Um, what are the leaks to look out for right now? There's quite a few, honestly, I would say. Injection is one of them, for example. They have been so consistent. Likewise to uh, Conquest with a self-made, and I agree, actually, self-made roster. And then they've got all sorts of their own things going. They're consistent. They've got some great stories going. They're coming up to the last show of the year. They're one to look out for. All right. And uh, so are there any leagues that you particularly enjoy at the moment? Mate, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't read leagues. Like, I haven't got time for that. And that's not disrespecting anyone Amino, of course. It's just, I'll read the ones I'm on. And that's pretty bad because that's not helpful towards Amino. But a lot of people do that. And I don't really have much reason at the minute because I'm trying to focus more on myself and developing Unz as a character further. And yeah, I really? also have Invasion. <laughs> yeah, Which... I guess. Well, we'll touch upon Invasion and Conquest, uh, your leagues, uh, in a second, because they're definitely great, and I definitely love both of them. Um, but yeah, um, it, you did bring up a great point about people, you know, uh, you're definitely not the only one. I tend to uh, read only shows that I'm on as well, and uh, or at least shows from leagues that I'm in, and it does help for me that I'm in quite some leagues, but... Um, yeah, overall, it, it, you can't keep up with all of them. That, that's simply how it is. I'm pretty um, sure that everyone is a culprit of that in some way, because even I can I, do. I think, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Well, I do read every match on shows I am on. Uh, that's a lie. I do at least read every match on the parts I'm on, and <laughs> usually if I have the time, I'll read the whole show. Uh, for example, I always read every bit of a BOTB show, because I, def- I personally think BOTB is the best league on wrestling, Amino. Um, and they're, they're, I mean, every league owner puts in 
amazing dedication and hard work. But uh, for B2B, I don't know. It's more of a. It's, I have more of a connection with B2B than I have with a lot of other leagues. So I can definitely see the effort that Nick, uh, Prince, and uh, you know, especially those two. And I think they sometimes bring in someone to help as well. But definitely those two, uh, the effort they put into it. And uh, that's not a dig against anyone else because I'm sure that everyone does. Uh, for example, I know how much. Uh, work you two put in Invasion and Conquest and for example how much work Squid puts in uh, Kraken Gate and all that um, but yeah BOTB that's a show I always like to read yeah, one thing uh, I really want to step in on is with BOTB they really helped you out of like a unique part of your career with like the whole exclusive king gimmick which oh, yeah, definitely. probably past now well, de- de- definitely if if we look at Luke Crusher he was kind of a limbo after uh, Jack left uh, because I had this tag team with Jack. You, uh, did you know about this tag team? I, I think I might have not been on the app when that happened. I could be. Well, it was Stars and Strikes. And it was uh, me as Luke Crusher, who had an Alistair Black rep at the time. And Jack as uh, Josh Andrews, who had a Kenny Williams rep. And we had won the OTW tag titles. And we basically made kind of made our BOTB debut, not in a match, but just in a segment. And then Jack just yeeted off. And um, <laughs> so my career was in a limbo, and BOTV really helped me out there because they gave me the first of all the whole Jameson Nelson thing, um, and then the tag title, I'm no tag title thing with Jameson Nelson, and then the exclusive king, and now uh, something new, something fresh. And BOTV really does a good job at keeping Luke Crusher fresh, which is something I really appreciate because it's kind of hard to keep a character fresh when leaks don't put in the same effort to keep that character fresh. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a hard people. balance, isn't it? To keep well, everyone yes. happy and to, to keep uh, certain people relevant all the time. And if you feel yeah, that the crush has been kept relevant in BOTB this entire time, then that's a great thing for you and on them. Yeah, I, I, I really do commend uh, the, the BSB team for that because, and they try to do that with so many people on their roster. I mean, they can't do it for everyone. And uh, sometimes it does, it is apparent that some people are left off shows a bit more than others. Um, but overall, they try to, they have a, like a full, they have a stacked roster of like top talent. And they still manage to, you know, uh, make, fit the puzzle pieces just right to keep everyone happy. Um, and there's a few other leagues that do that. For example, um, personally, I think Conquest does that really well, um, and Kraken Gate as well. Yeah, um, typically got their respective top guys. Like with Kraken Gate, you've got like the BDK, you've got Carl Sycamore, you've got William Taylor, well, William Taylor, BDK, sorry. Tool Hero, for example. Of course, the characters like uh, Spaceman Bounty Hunter and Edgy Wicked, they've also been up there. yeah. yeah. Exactly, and they're they're like crazy characters, and they still have time to put them on. And let's just quickly talk about how great the King of Trios uh, was this year. I love that. I did a couple matches for it. You know, I was stoked for that. Yeah, I so uh, I was still like ready to read it and all that, and that's unusual for me. But exactly, I remember how good it was last year. Good. Yeah, I mean, um, if anything, you really need to appreciate Squid and the work he puts into KG because um, their shows, they're like, they're not such a heavy read as some other shows, I would say. 
No. You get me? Because other shows have like 10,000 word matches, whereas Crack and Gate uh, still has great matches, but they're just a bit more compact. They're usually capped off, yeah. One thing that I think KG's great for is that they've really helped put in perspective what fun should be amongst leagues when it comes to gimmicky, mm-hmm. gimmicky work. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you can see that people uh, have a better understanding of that now than they maybe once did. We used to have UCW, right? Yeah. which was the light-hearted comedy league. And people were kind of iffy on that. They were like, eh, is this really cool? But it was. It really was. I only have had like, two matches in there, I think. Oh, I had I so many. I'm, I'm like curious. I'm like a, whatever, 20-time Iron Melter heavyweight champion as Sin Cara in a banana suit. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Talking about you know more comedy wrestling, um, we're going to get to uh, a great league which uh, isn't dead, as proclaimed in a recent post by a certain user. Um, Uns, can you, t- can you tell us more about Invasion and the vision you have behind it? Man, honestly, at times I felt like maybe it's just better if I don't go along with it because I didn't feel like I had the help that I would have liked ending off that first era of invasion and it, mm-hmm. it, it, i was asking people hey how, how should we end it how should we end this feud how should this match go but honestly i was not getting a response to that i i was reassured i'd be getting so i took it into my own hands and i kind of went in for myself in a sense by ending it off the way it did with unts in the ring with uh aussie open tearing up the ring and basically being like hey we're here now forget about these people and that rubbed the wrong way for a few people who were already in Invasion. And then, yeah. obviously, Jaw got got the ban hammer from Nino. So, Unz hasn't got a faction with him anymore. And now it's just, hey, we're in Ikea. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, and, yeah it's, I would have been a lot more willing to go the route that they were before if they would actually talk to me. But they didn't. So I just took it upon myself to do what I want. And I'm still stoked about this Battle Royale because it's going to be so fun. I've had so much fun writing it. And like the introduction to the show that I have planned is pretty good I've, in, in my defense. Like I have the, looked over it. I like it. Yeah, Louis looked over it and that, that, that's good. But, uh, that, that sounds very promising. Um, the IKEA Warehouse Battle Royale is, of course, going to be uh, a massive event. If you look at names announced, because you, I, I really think you did that nicely with the uh, posts about people being in there. Um, it really is quite a diverse group of people. It's, it's, um, uh, if you ask, then yeah, I'll let you in it. Because, you know, more people to flesh it out and it just needs more time to have certain people showcase their ability. And yeah. the people who don't have enough time to have, to showcase their ability in the Battle Royal itself have the individual post that we've made being like, hey, this is this person entering the Battle Royal and my interview with them, which I think has been pretty creative and engaging. My favourite has been with Mojo so far, because that was, oh, that that was great. great. That, that, that was that great. I had to work it into my own segment. <laughs> yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. We crossed segments and it was just like... Burley Men's Fitness Gym at 2am in Sweden I was like okay sure yeah so uh, Invasion definitely uh, it has been worth checking out for a while but now especially with 
this whole new well I mean we already ushered into the new era a bit but with the continuation of that era and with this uh, crazy battle royal that's going to happen um, I would definitely say it's something that everyone needs to look out for don't you? <laughs> Absolutely it was one of the leads that I was going to mention being one to check out because I mainly passed it off thinking Charlie was going to continue with a league of his own but then yeah I was slightly disheartened to see people mention all these other leagues who have already like been and gone, like Power and Glory. They're, like they'd be mentioned as one of the upcoming leagues. I've never seen Invasion as one of them, which is probably another reason why it hasn't come out as, saw, as soon as I'd like it to have been. I saw one yeah, recently and... that said upcoming leagues included Northwest and EuroX, and it's just like, well. You know. Yeah, but um, and let's let's quickly get that out of the way because we all know who wrote that. I mean, assuming we're talking about the same blog here. Yeah. Oh, I was just That's talking about, like, in general as well, in, like, comment sections. I've seen a lot so, of just invasions never mentioned, which is... Yeah, um, and the, I, I get that because you said that might have attributed to the show being uh, not being released sooner. And it, it, really, it really is just a matter of motivation, right? Because I talked about this in a blog I did about a certain newsletter on Amino. Um, it's really all about keeping the people who run these shows and the people who perform these characters motivated enough to keep going at a steady pace. And once you don't do that, uh, as my, as in this case happens with Invasion, by people not seeing them uh, in its seeing it in its worth, right? Uh, it really, it really takes away from the motivation that the league owner might have to put out that show, you know. Do you know what? That also ties into something Nick released recently about how he doesn't like the way people are talking about BOTV. And it's like, yeah. league owners don't owe you anything. Like, they take the time to, to organise all of this, to, to exactly. find people to write the matches, to actually produce the posters, to put it all into a blog, and then have it come out just for you to skim through until you get to your match where you actually read it. I mean, you'll get annoyed if you don't win. It's ridiculous. People it take this too seriously at times. And sometimes you've got to remember, it's like, would you rather be having fun with your time and not care about wins and losses? Or would you rather get so invested that you'll go on a rant about leagues ending because people don't have enough time? Or yeah, how do you think you deserve to win that match? And what, one thing that you said is something that I really want to emphasize which is league owners don't owe us anything they're all dedicating their free time because no one gets paid for this they're all dedicating their free time to entertain us and when they constantly get shit on uh for not you know booking shit the way that you want it um that's such disheartening and people should really people should really uh think about that a bit more i i reckon um, so that's a very good point, Uns. Thank you so much um, for that. Um, I do want to move on, though, uh, to another league, um, which definitely we should talk about because the owner is in this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, Conquest. Conquest is one of the, uh, well, it is, I guess, the foremost customs-only league. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's one of the first of its kind after the things like XCW. Yeah, you compare it to stuff like XCW, IWS, uh, 
Injection, whereas likewise to IWS and Injection, it's mainly self-made rosters, but I do like to bring people in here and there. Because that's the joy of it, finding characters you like and wanting to use them. Yeah. So Conquest, uh, tell me a bit about how Conquest started. Uh, originally, it started off as a 2K fed. I, like, a couple of my friends, Ethan, Devlin, they were both on Amino at the time. They had their own 2K feds. I quite enjoyed watching what they were doing. I made some characters for it, and I thought, I kind of want to do one of these as well. And then I kind of came up with it all, talking to Jen about it. Jen would do a lot of our graphics. Eventually, it came to fruition. A lot of it got delayed here and there, especially when I was first trying to do some written shows. Because I remember trying to do Killing Her before the trilogy. That took me months to get out, and it really helped start Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I just heard there. Uh, I'm not sure what you heard there either, but... I heard, um, I heard, oh, I did. Oh, it did. Yeah, the show took a bit to come out. All right. It sounded a bit echoed or whatever. But that took a while to come out. Then did Nobody's Talking to You. It all took a while. And eventually I've decided that I'm just going to do it written from now on. And I've had a much more fun approach to it with the frog and bucket, with all the gimmicky stuff. It's been a lot more fun now. Yeah, for example, um, when the uh, the the what was what was the show called again? The Keiji Sakamoto. Let's talk about Sorry. Yeah, uh, that was great. That was just like um, it. It really takes a very good writer to combine uh, like peak comedy stuff and very serious good wrestling. Um, into one great show as I thought that show was. Um, I really enjoyed writing uh, that show, and then it got skipped on like review stuff, and it made me sad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely something that happens with a lot more leaks. For example, you know CPW. Yeah, I know CPW. Uh, happened with them too uh, on the latest uh, match reviews by a certain newsletter. Um, newsletter. Are we just gonna? Uh tiptoe around that subject or are we going to address that soon uh if if you want to address it i mean i'm not really i don't really want to piss anyone off but mate on I'll, the other it, side, I'll say it for you i'm used to pissing people off unintentionally yeah, on the other side, i don't think that my opinion on that newsletter is too controversial just the way i worded it in my initial blog is um anyways let's quickly go back to conquest because um we, we'll get to that later definitely okay. uh, yeah so um how how do you go about writing writing such a mix uh, an event with such mixed uh, match types right how how do you how what's the mindset going into that um, don't overwork myself really if I think something could be fun and it fits in I'll do it like I basically had the whole gimmicky thing where I had a park ranger taking on the police officer and then there was a whole act of them using their badges as power at one point. I thought it made a funny moment when Farson had his badge thrown into the crowd. I basically just have fun with it. Another show I've got coming up, I have a lot of stuff in mind for that. And I'm hoping to make a lot of fun out of the uh, weird gimmicks I have in mind. Yeah, I, I think you agree with that sentiment, right? Uh, Uns, uh, the writing should be fun sentiment. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, if you're not having fun, why are you doing it? Yeah. That's definitely fair. I, I, I remember that. Uh, I used to write for AWN. 
and uh, most of the matches I wrote, I really enjoyed, but there were some in there which I, and at that point, I really did feel obliged to uh, put out the show. And um, this was the, uh, I don't know if you remember, but this was the NXT or NHG, I should say, AWN NHG UK tournament. I think Ethan wrote a lot of that. Ethan basically wrote the whole tournament and I can't be more grateful for that because I couldn't do it. I, I was so burnt out by the fact that I had to write all these tournament matches. I didn't really enjoy write. I enjoy writing, right? Right. And um, that that's when I really said to myself, yeah, if it isn't fun, I shouldn't do it. And I'm glad that more people are getting that mindset now because uh, back in the day, you, there were a lot of matches that just felt so forced See, you, uh, you should be able to recognize when someone's not having fun with what they're writing anymore. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you can recognize that. But are there some telltale signs uh, as to how you can recognize those ones? Uh, maybe it has to do with the format or layout, or maybe how there'll be more reoccurring spots. Frequency, too. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, if I'm not in a good mood, I wouldn't sit down and make myself write invasion. Because if I don't feel like uh, I'm having fun with it or I'm happy with what my my current mood is, how am I supposed to make something that's the best it could be? Yeah. So overall, our advice to league owners is have fun while writing. Don't write when you don't feel like it. Um, because you'll only write good stuff when you're in a good mood and wanting to write for that, right? Also, for the record, my show hasn't been delayed because I'm losing interest. I've just been super fucking busy. For anyone that reads my shows. You have a job now, in all fairness. I have a job. I've, I've basically done two commission pieces of work with some big things, you know. Yeah, I've been busy. Yeah. On that, by the way. Thank you. So, yeah, no, and that, that's a thing as well. Uh, especially now, uh, things like, such as school have started again quite well fairly recently. And uh, it really takes a toll on people. That's how, we, that's how people just don't have as much time to dedicate to leagues and still show. For example, uh, it, it, might take, it might take a month for a show to come out. That usually would take two weeks. Um, but I do think that everyone has a certain understanding for that because let's be fair, Amino is comprised of quite, quite a large amount of younger users who go to school, right? Yeah, definitely. Can I just... And, uh, uh, I was going to point out just a, a, a very obvious tell of someone who's not quite enjoying what they're doing in a minute, and that's um, the owner of Northwest. Like, he, he, the, How quick did the first show come out? Mm, seemingly. Extremely quick. And how long has it taken for the second, second show to come out? Well, the match uh, came out in like January, didn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I did. Like he's he's been busy with uh, like trying to get into university and all that, but I think he's also got that mindset of if he's not in a good mood or having fun writing, he's not going to force himself to do it. And I think uh, this is something that I usually have when I start another league that dies. Um, I I do know that I have to write stuff, but I just go on and do things that I think are more fun. For example, when I have my computer and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to write now. And then I see um, Sleeping Dogs Ultimate Edition, which I am replaying right now. 
uh, on my Xbox, uh, I'm going to be like, oh man, I really do have to put Wei Shen through this Hong Kong shit, don't I? <laughs> Mate, when Cyberpunk comes out, I'm going to be gone. I'm not going to be on it for a good two months, I'll tell you that for a fact. Conquest Invasion, everything will be dead. Once will not promo. People should expect likewise for me with the Royal. And uh, for me too, when 2K20 comes out, and I know that's a very controversial game right now, but um, I mean, I'm going to get it. All the stuff has been released for it that we have to look forward to. Apparently they put out a roster, but I don't know if they did. I'll quickly check Twitter while we keep talking about um, the difference. This is something that people, I'm not sure if everyone's aware of it, but there's obviously a difference between customs and reps, right? I did yeah. not understand the difference at first because I was like, <laughs> isn't it just like... <laughs> it, it, it was a bit difficult when I tried explaining it to you because I, I tried explaining it through text. But, uh, yeah, like, rep, you're trying to actually represent yourself as the person. Although, uh, a good tale to tell of... Uh, what? Did I say that right? I a good way to tell, there we are, is uh, if they have their username replacing one of the names of that character and then the actual name. So, for example... Peggy Ambrose. Peggy Ambrose. Yeah, Peggy Ambrose. Although yeah, Lee and that's true. Uh, a, a rep, isn't he? Peg No, Lee is a custom because um, he has certain moves that Dean Ambrose doesn't use. Yeah, he he has differences from Ambrose. And like, the, there's there's like a few telltale signs. Uh, the telltale signs I always use to distinguish a custom from a rep is uh, first of all the name, of course, just like you just said. If they just replace one thing, one bit of the name with their name. It usually is a rep. Uh, then I look at their nicknames uh, because p- reps more than of- more often than not do use the same nicknames as their uh, real life counterparts. And third of all is the moves. Uh, if they if their moves differ greatly from the ones uh, that that their uh, rep uses, right? Um, then it's usually a custom. But it, it can be really hard to tell. Uh, for example, I used to have Luke Barrett, right? And of course, it was bad news Barrett, but at, there was a point where it was just so... I made it such a character of my own, and it, there was so little Barrett left that I kind of merged it with my 2K character, Luke Crusher, and it became Luke Crusher. Um, Which so it can be hard, really hard to distinguish See, like, going back to the honestly, my the best example I can give is Liam Archer. How his finisher is the Dirty Deeds, I'm pretty sure. And I've read like yeah, I've read uh, through well, his promos and gave him feedback, and they do resemble Dean Ambrose. But I guess after reflection, you can tell that it's his own character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have to say though that I think that uh, Liam Archer uses the uh, curb stomp as his finisher. I I have the uh, wiki profile on here right now. Um, the finisher of he has such a lot of lots of moves on his uh, moves there. Jesus, uh, yeah, it seems to be it seems to be the uh, curb stomp and and the. Um, Butterfly DDT. So, in in a sense, Liam Archer is kind of in a grey area where it definitely 
I, I do definitely think that um, he is, you know, his, the goal for him is to have a custom, but it is quite similar to Dean Ambrose. He's trying to design one of his finishers, which is the Butterfly DDT. Um, yeah, but you also have like uh, one of them, which is the curb song. Might might be in this uh, might be in this uh, special finishers. I'm not sure. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, so that that that's how I distinguish customs and reps. I think both are fine, but I do generally think that it is more fun to write for customs than for reps. Yeah, even though which is why I made that transition. Like with a custom, you definitely have more freedom. Oh, definitely. But if you look at, uh, for example, what B2B is doing with uh, two reps uh, who are in a feud currently with, between uh, Jason Callahan and Tool Cole, it does show that you can uh, really, you know, use the what you know about the characters uh, very freely to create great storylines. So, I, I personally, I do think that customs are more fun to write, but. Uh, you can do a lot with reps, and as such, I don't think it really matters if you are a rep over custom. It's just all in the hands just of the writers. People have been able to pull it off. Yeah, exactly. So just do what you like, basically. And uh, yeah, they're talking about customs, um, we have a few of those, I don't know. we? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys in a few. I thought he was going to read off the roster for 2K. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, uh, I, I couldn't find it because I did look. But um, <laughs> so our main customs, respectively, are uh, well, our main middle customs because it can, it can be debatable who Luis or Pegge's uh, main custom is, to be fair. But um, he's got three very good characters. Oh, I wonder who's main... not good, huh? What? Who's not good, Charlie? Uh, oh, fuck, right. <laughs> uh, Dylan Brighton, there we are. Oh. Okay, why not? Because he's okay. team on that's why he's bad. <laughs> My main custom is Olga, obviously. The Shikara rep. So, our main customs, aka Uns, Hemi, and Jameson Nelson. Um... <laughs> okay. Hemi is our main rep. Hemi no, is the, the main rep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Uns, Carl Sycamore, and Luke Crusher. Um, they all have both very different backgrounds. For example, uh, let's start with Uns. Well, how did Uns come along? <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm comfortable telling this story because it's uh, uh, it was from a Skyder's Minecraft video where they nice. played they played uh, like prison something where they're like they're yeah, prison escape game. So, cops and robbers or some shit cops and robbers that's it and one of them i think he released a video called club ice and it was like they all pretended to be a part of club ice i'm like oh we got unts and olga and like yeah unty, unty, unty. yeah and i got untis 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 and then uh, i made that character for dnd <laughs> and then uh, i was told about the app so i came along and then i made this unts character and I asked bowen hey who, who should i have as the, the rep because I had no idea who the rep was at the time. He was like, Oh, Pastor William Eva's cool. I was like, Okay, I repped Pastor William Eva without knowing a single thing about him. And then I started watching his stuff and I thought, This is fucking great. I'm, I could go along with this. So I started off with being like the Swedish Jesus and I, I the really Sea of Club Ice. 
it really worked for your character that uh, William Ever made such a change in his well appearance and whole gimmick, right? Yeah, that changing gimmick works so well for us compared to being Jesus. Yeah, I loved that. I, 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 that was that was so fun to do, and like a lot of people got behind it before it really like did anything. Like I feel like I've got a lot of undeserved popularity from that. <laughs> I feel like I was oh, off discussing it like when he was undergoing the gimmick change. However, there was there was booking leagues who saw him as just a jobber. And uh, I can go into that if you'd like, especially with... Uh, uh, I'm still not happy about it because it was a triple threat in, I think, Star something. Where it was a triple threat between me, someone else, and Sim. And this other guy didn't promo. Sim promoed for an entirely new match that he made up that was like a five-way for the title, when really it was just a triple threat for the sake of having a triple threat, and I was the only one to promo about the match, and I felt like it was a really good promo as well, until the actual show released, and I took the pinfall against Sim, and Sim himself was like, that shouldn't have happened. But it was a case of the, the guy took booking over promo, and the league was supposed to be promo, not necessarily just booking. So I weren't quite happy about that. Yeah, that definitely sucks. I do think that uh, in a case where it's like a triple threat and uh, one person doesn't promo, that person should definitely be the person who eats the pin. Yeah, there, there are some like unspoken rules when it comes to matches. When it comes, well, when it comes to the whole promo aspect. Yeah, and I and feel like that was broken. That's one. I think another one has to be if there's like a title match, if no one promos, champion should win by default. That's what I yeah. do Unless think. Unless the champion's like left Amino or whatever. Yeah. And overall, um, you know, well, that 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 is a good. I, I was going to say something, but I completely blanked out there. Um, but yeah, the, that's definitely there are definitely uh, definitely some unwritten rules about you know how to treat promos uh, when you write a match, and um, it sucks that some people you know uh, just don't adhere to them as uh, we heard in uh, Unser's story. Um, Black Star so was called. <laughs> Black Star. Oh yeah, Black Star. I Star set because I remember there being a league based off that band. Nice. We're going to get a slander uh, uh, sue, suing thing. What do you call that? A case? A lawsuit. A lawsuit. Thank you. I was going to say suitcase, but that doesn't sound right. Don't say anything that controversial, like Chris Benoit is innocent. Although I would argue. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Hans was basically a Skydust Minecraft inspired D and D character. Um, Do you know what? There's only two people who figured it out, and they were blown away. But that—that is what that character came from. So, well, it is—it is quite a niche reference, to be fair. I don't think I entirely figured it out. It's like as you started piecing it together, I was just like, "It's fucking that, huh?" I I think I told you to type in "Club Ice Minecraft" or something, and it came up. Because I used to watch those when I was younger as well. Oh yeah, we all did. Uh, So. Uns the uh the Skyless Minecraft is why D and D character. And then we have Carl Sycamore. How how did we get to Carl Sycamore as uh, he is now? Sycamore, believe it or not, was just like completely fresh on Amino. Uh 
I believe earlier when we first tried recording this, you thought he was made from 2K, but I had a completely different character on 2K at the time. Originally, yes, that's that is what I thought. Yeah. Originally, when I was doing leagues at the time, I was mainly doing reps, and I was just like, I don't know who I want to rep. I've repped anyone I want to rep. Everything else is a bit dull, so I thought I'm gonna try a custom. I want to see how that goes. So I wanted to go up with something completely new. I came up with the character. I came up with practically everything. I just needed a rep. I needed something that would have fit this. And at the time, I, I hardly even knew who Chris Brooks was. I just started watching his stuff, likewise with Nixon Mill at the time. And then I thought, he might be a good guy to rep. And then here we are. <laughs> Turned out he really was. Um, so yeah, Carl Sycamore, he has, like, he, he's been around for quite a fucking while. Since, like, 2016. <laughs> he's an old cancer. I'll definitely go into uh, what you say is his best feud in uh, in his history uh, later. But um, while we're talking about how our customs came along, I do want to pitch in a bit because I am uh, cheeky self-promoting uh, podcasters. Um, so Luke Crusher actually started, as I said, as a 2K character. Uh, back in, I think it was 2K15, where uh, you, you used to have, like, universe mode on uh, the Xbox 360, right? And it was actually quite enjoyable. And so my whole story was that I, like, was tag team champions with Batista for, like, five years. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, had the Batista bump slash RKO finisher. <laughs> and it was really fun. Anyways... So Lucretia started just as like a mean brawler guy and then he came to Amino. Uh, I started rapping him as Alistair Black, I guess, because Alistair Black was Dutch. And then I went to Noam Dar, which we hopefully don't remember. Who is <laughs> I remember Dutch. because he was originally that in Conquest. And uh, then I went to uh, Mike Canellis, who I thought, oh, man, he's going to be the cool guy in the suit in WWE, and this is going to work out great. And then, look and then, Mike, Canellis, then Mike Canellis flopped, and then I thought, Mike oh, Canellis man, he's really cool. <laughs> Can we just address that for a second? Mike Canellis is a literal cuck right now. Yeah, he is. How would you feel that if you carried on with that character, your character would have just also been known as Luke Crusher, the cuckold? Luke Cucker. See, that's the, like about the only reason I'm glad I switched to EC3. Because I thought, oh man, EC3 is going back to WWE. There's no way they can ruin EC3, the best talker in the business. And, um, well, he won the 24-7 title three times. Wait, three last times? Week. Yeah, he won it three times last week in uh, Singapore, Manila, uh, and in Honolulu. I, I only thought he had won it twice ever. No, oh, he's won it four times now, so he's like the best uh, champion ever. Um, the, wiki page, the wiki page for turning four seven title must be fucked. It must be so terrible to look at. I'm gonna bring it up for a second. And you should because oh man, that title is something. Uh, it's a fun but, segment. Uh, don't get me wrong, but they copy conquest. Yeah, they copied us. They Which copied one? Us. Which one? Toby Derry have copied Conquest on a few occasions now. <laughs> Should we get into that? We could do. Quite fun. So uh, when we we had the idea for the whole leaders of the world sure. tournament, right? We had yeah. the whole concept. Then suddenly Toby Derry like, "Hey, we're doing a World Cup." Okay, that's what leaders of the world is. Oh yeah, because the WWE World Cup was such an international representation of wrestling. Who's the best American, basically? 
by the way, Shane McMahon won that, if you didn't know. But then we ended up thinking, I was like, I kind of want to bring in a new belt that works with these new shows. So I thought, how about a 24-7 belt? Hey, WDA, like, here's a 24-7 belt. And then I was thinking, oh, we're going to do these British round matches. I-, I was thinking of this before I started doing Conquest shows on Amino again. And when we finally came around to getting that show out, NXT UK, like, here's a British rounds match between Cassius Ono and Sid Scala. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, whoever on the fucking creative team is telling them all of our ideas, can they please stop? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, WWE, um, here's a cease and desist letter from Conquest Management. Here's a cease and desist from a fucking E-Fed. You hear that, Beats? You better fucking get your wallet out, cunt. Okay, that's an exposure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I have to ask you a question now that we have discussed our customs, and that's for no reason at all, and totally not because I need to find something out. Um, who would win in a fight, Carl Sycamore or Luke Crusher? <sighs> See, you're trying to get the, the invasion show out before I'm ready for it to be out. Exactly, so don't answer that. You will find out on the invasion show where it happens. Luke Crusher versus Kyle Sycamore, second time ever. I won the first time because I'm better. That's who wins, okay? Right. Uh, who do you think is the heaviest 24 7 champion? In WWE? Yes. The heaviest, I think, Mick Foley. Do you think the heaviest is Mick Foley? Or Glenn Jacobs? Wrong. It's the revival. I said that. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> in the wiki, it says heaviest champion, and then it has a tag team. And it annoys me because it should be heaviest champion, surely. Like, it should be plural. Well, they would count that as one champion. But I think the first tag champions were Maria Canellas and the baby. I mean, that's not the particularly best. wrong. The, the baby longest... isn't alive yet. Apparently, according to the wiki, the longest title reign for the 24-7 championship belt is 14 days by Drake Maverick. And that's Drake Maverick, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that is the longest reign. Surprisingly anyway, enough, it's not our truth. Talking about Luke Crusher and Carl Sycamore for a bit more, um, there is some history regarding a certain company which might be fun to address To uh, Do you remember how we came to the idea of kicking out Carl Sycamore of Amno and hiring Dylan Bradley. Well, you more or less came up with the idea, but I know how it came to fruition. <laughs> well, do you remember that we like had a match against each other, <laughs> a tag yeah, match in BOTB? Yeah. So um, BOTB wasn't because you were a replacement for uh, Merck Hansen and someone else. I don't know, but that's how I get booked now. <laughs> yeah, basically. There was no story. Not that that would have been the story if there was Merrick Hansen and such, but we needed to create a story. And Dylan Briley needed, you know, to get out there. And um, Luke Crusher needed something to feud with Carl Sycamore over. And alas, there was... There was old Dylan Briley being Sycamore's advocate, talking for him and shit. And then, yeah, that led to the whole hiring of Dylan Briley and him making a name as the Amno World Champion. Yeah, so, and that's the way, that's that's something that is kind of cool. The fact that sometimes you can create your own stories um, within, you know, promos and such. Um, do you guys enjoy doing that? 
yeah, I love making a story out of it. I'm always trying to a story in a way with every promo, regardless of who I'm against. Yeah, if it's creating I... a story with someone else, you know. I, I think I can give some examples from the top of my head. Like the latest one is obviously uh, I'm facing Zane Squirrel in uh, Honor Pro Wrestling, and he's his whole thing's the villain. So instead of being the hero, I'm referring it to as the protagonist and antagonist because someone's probably already done the hero role. Uh, then there's, I think with Nick's Alexander Hollerfield, I went with the route of it's people's actions that affect the world, not money. And I'd like to say that's a story that would affect the match itself, you know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But that's that is a point. Uh, it's all about what the league owner does with it. Because, um, for example, BOTB, uh, when I have like um, an idea and I put it in a promo, BOTB uses that either in commentary or in the match, right? However, there have been instances where like I had a whole story behind something, which made sense. It wasn't a story that was just made up for that match, but for example, it was a story that had been brewing. Uh, for example, uh, do you guys remember GWO? Yeah. Too young. So you, does anyone remember that I had a match against Kirk Matthews in Hell in a Cell? Not particularly. Well, I was. Uh, and that, that would be like my first uh, match against Kirk Matthews after talking shit about Kirk Matthews for ages, right? Right. And so there was a whole story behind it, but in the end it was just uh, the GWO uh, just portrayed it as, oh, Luke Crusher is the heel. He's going to do bad things to Kirk Matthews and blah, blah, blah. And that was it. So many leagues just do that. They don't pay attention to the promos. They're just like... This is what I want. See, how so do you have any advice? Because you have yeah, to exactly. rate for promo itself, so you would understand who's going to go over or who will look stronger. So surely you'd want a story to fit in to make sense and have a nice, you know, loop around for the circle. Yeah, and I mean, it was for GWO, it was a telltale sign that they just didn't really read promos. Um, like, I'm not mad that I lost that match. Uh, I definitely am not because uh, if... I didn't read Kirk Matthews' promo. If it was better, it was better. But it's all about um, if you don't use the things that, that your talent gives to you when they... you know, I, I'd only imagine it, it would lighten the workload for you if your talent comes up with ideas for you. Yeah. That yeah, definitely. Sense. But if you don't use those, um, that's that's just sucky. <laughs> like a, a a lot of what I've done with Conquest is more or less been me coming up with the stories because, like, well, I guess there's been the odd occasion where people have helped out with their characters and that. But besides that, you know, I guess where it's a booking league, you know, people don't feel too obliged. Yeah. Also, very quick interruption. Um, Louis. Yeah. Um, you know, Beyond Gorilla, the photographer. Yeah, the guy who threatened to sue me. <laughs> Was that, wasn't that Ollie? Ollie something? Probably, yeah. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, Beyond Gorilla just posted, a, uh, just posted a cool Carl Fletcher picture I can make a render out of. That's all. Is um, it appropriate? Is it the one I'm looking for? It is probably, yeah, definitely is. Um, anyways, let's continue uh, with our talk. And um, you asked whether we should talk about this um, a bit earlier on in the conversation, and I think we should. 
Um, not to, you know, talk shit about them, but just to talk about the whole situation and, you know, uh, how we think that about it. Uh, and you know what I'm hinting at, right? Uh, it's just tell me. Can I go first? <laughs> I'd like to go first. It's a certain newsletter. And uh, Unshi did make a blog about it uh, after I posted, uh, Nick and I posted our blogs. Um, which I thought was a really insightful blog on uh, how how you know you could receive such a piece of work with the newsletter. Uh, so please do 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 talk about it. Do talk about how you felt about it. The, okay, the, the post itself, its purpose was to identify the difference between how you can interpret one person's problem of how people are reacting to their form of uh, uh, expression compared to another person's because they had wildly different results and I inadvertently upset both parties where I had people from the newsletter come at me for uh, just getting it wrong and at the time I was like okay they've interpreted it differently to how I would have liked it however I'm going to accept it the way it is so I commented being like do you know what that's your way of interpreting it, that's fine, I'm not going to go against you on that. But then, this guy from the curator team, right, decides to be like, hey, stop being a child. And I decided to be a child then, and uh, respond with my opinions, and completely going against the purpose of the blog, which I didn't like. But in the end, people understood what I was getting at, and I guess that just made it better overall. I do want to comment, though, on how they think what they're doing was a good thing for the community because it wasn't they took yeah. what all other media outlets do in real life and that's rate people's accomplishments and efforts and bring the people who aren't doing as well or don't have enough time to contribute to the community down i just think how on earth can you fucking do that to people yeah he said that oh you shouldn't be as incense you should be uh you shouldn't be as sensitive to people because you know our people are so uh, uptight and sensitive these days it's like no it's the fact that you don't need to do that there's no purpose in being like those real life media outlets and be a straight up cunt to the people who are actually trying on the app but don't have enough time like for example BPW make a lot of effort there's only one guy running that but nobody ever talks about them I love reading through their stuff because I find it fun and you can tell that person puts a lot of effort in but nobody ever mentions it because they don't feel like they have the quality that some other people do. But I, I they don't even give constructive here. criticism. They were just like, oh, you're, you're a bit lazy in a minute. At least that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. I don't know, that whole thing got me a bit rolled up, you know? I remember being in... Oh, I didn't know you went down, sorry. Uh, the last thing I was going to say was because I felt it was just spreading toxicity, not yeah. positivity. Yeah, like say for example with BPW, I used to be like in their league. I didn't eventually come back when they were doing a rebrand, but like I ended up telling them like I thought you were doing well in terms of consistency, but I felt like in terms of writing, there could have been you could have gone better because I thought that one thing that they struggled with was writing the wrestlers how they were meant to be. Like I just remember out of nowhere, like Ashley Mercer doing a corkscrew moonsault to the outside, and I thought that's pretty uncharacteristic. I mean, like they're, they're consistent, yeah, and they've apparently gotten better with writing their characters. So props to them for that. But would you 
put them in a newsletter like that. I mean, the real newsletter that came out didn't talk about any of that, about, you know, bad leagues, or did they? Like, un- I think it was overrated leagues and underrated leagues, and yeah. I just thought, that's so fucking toxic. They categorise them, no feedback, and it's just like, you don't need to tell something if it's shit. No. And do you know what? The blame was given to Trey, and people came out afterwards like, oh, it's not just Trey or not who made that. But why was Trey the only name I ever heard giving out the information that he's involved with uh, that newsletter? It's I didn't hear anyone else tell me that until after I produced the blog of trying to get people to see it from both sides. What I found weird about it is that Trey says he has a team, but when it comes to, like, obviously Devin wrote the Eric Turner segment, Besides that, I can't think of who wrote anything else. Everything else, to me, seemed like it was Trey's work, because he's known for the newsletter. I'm just going to be honest here. Um, I wrote a blog. Uh, I think many people read it. Um, I didn't get as harsh feedback on it as I thought I would get. Um, anyways, um, I, I, I made a blog and I used words that I shouldn't have to describe certain people among Trey's friends. Um, and overall, I'm not sure. I, as I said in the blog, I don't know who's on the team. I don't know um, who who wrote what, but overall, uh, they wrote some fun things like, for example, underrated leaks and such. Uh, but yeah, there was a thing about overrated leaks and there was a thing about Eric Turner uh, which, after Devin explained his intentions to me, was a lot more lighthearted. But especially the bit about the um, amino progression series, right? right? That was just that was just harsh on people and uh, unnecessarily. Is harsh. this a good pairing? I don't think Liam March pairing with this person is very good. It's like then then they gave a fucking overall view at the end of it, where they would just display the worst and the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm quickly going to get that block I made up uh, because someone put it perfectly. I think it was Dre. Um, we don't need radio silence, so I'm going to fill in. For me, basically, I thought it was a case of they took what names they don't like and what names they don't like, and then they tried basing it off of that. So, like, where they'd like Eric Turner, they would have rated it highly. Where they don't like, say, for example, my characters, they would have rated it mediocre. I feel like they were pretty harsh in terms of how they said stuff about Luke Crusher, though, because Luke Crusher is one of the best characters going. I just want to know, right, what's going through Trey's head where he's told people, you don't deserve a newsletter. (laughs) That was fun, honestly. (sighs) Yeah, Trey, I I think, listen, I don't want to dig at Trey because... um, you know, he is trying. He is trying, but then again, it's where people get very stuck up in their shit, where people start going at him for it. See, yeah, he is trying, but it, it, he just gets himself outshadowed by the things he says. Uh, also, I can't find the comment by Dre anymore, but um, uh, it was it was good. It, it did talk about how we shouldn't. Uh, take away the motivation from people and I think that was a really fair point uh, anyways um, yeah it's just just this is this is my advice to the uh, NOA and I said this before um, think about you know how other people 
would feel about you writing about their customs when they put so much time and effort into it. Same goes for league owners. Think about how league owners would feel uh, if their league gets called overrated and such. Um, that's basically all I want to say about newsletter of Amino because, um, yeah, it's 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 been a ride, you know. I yeah, want to say the talk. I want to say you should have expected backlash, and the fact they acted like this backlash was so sudden and like out of order just makes the whole thing even more ridiculous than it is. Yeah, and I think we. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree. I definitely uh, think the way they handled the backlash wasn't um, a, a great way to do it. But well, it happened, and uh, we'll see what the newsletter brings in future. Well, uh, Trey has said about seven times that it's dead. But then there's been match ratings recently, and then the end of the year awards. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, um, let's if I say Invasion's dead, do you think it, the show will magically come out? Please. Because <laughs> I've been denying it and it's it's not been out yet. Okay. Please, <laughs> bring the show out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we're, we're going to quickly move on to um, our next topic. And uh, we, we have been recording for almost an hour, so I do want to bring it too close a bit. Uh, I feel like if there's one thing that we haven't evaluated on well enough is just the whole general idea of feedback. Oh, don't get me started on feedback, man. I gave feedback to two people like about three days ago and they were both like, oh, I, I'm going to give you feedback or I was going to give you feedback, but I'll, I'll get around to it and they still haven't gave me feedback. Oh, yeah, that, that can happen. Um, I, I know feedback, like... Feedback is such a vital thing to give um, in order to keep people motivated, right? We were talking about motivation. Well, feedback, and especially positive, or not even necessarily positive, but just constructive feedback, is, like, so vital to keep people's spirits up. That's your life. Constructive criticism will make you have the drive to do better next time, and... Uh, feedback which is appreciating what you've done is making you feel good and ready to do the next one I feel like there's a lot of niche things of feedback that like we'll set an example like when people just read back to you what you've written it's like hold on you know what's going on but how does that make me know if I'm doing good or bad Hmm. yeah Uh, you know someone I think is really good at giving feedback um not only because he does it really well to me, but if you look at my latest promo, he left like a, a book of feedback, and that's Charlie because uh, Char- we all we know Charlie, like yeah, uh, little Charlie, he's he's great, um, and I, I personally think he's great, and he really cares about the league scene, even though he isn't that active in it. Uh, but he he really likes to give feedback, and it's it's such it's such nice to just receive feedback uh, from anyone. But uh, yeah, when you get a whole paragraph uh, full of feedback, that's just really nice. And uh, I hope that people keep encouraging each other to give feedback. Um, yeah. So I, I do want to give more feedback. I, I am a culprit of not giving out enough, but I want to give the more time as well. Yeah. And it's a case of, like, where I haven't really been getting very much. I just, it makes me feel odd, in a sense. Because, like, when I'm putting out shows on that, 
like the most constructive feedback I've gotten was on a Crackengate show from Merck, where he more or less actually said what he thought was wrong and such with my match. Like he said, he didn't feel the flow of it. And once it started to, the match just ended abruptly. You know, while I would like more of an elaboration, that's a step in the right direction. I know I've got something I can improve on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's a great thing about feedback. Um, do give it. Do and you know when when you give it, you're more likely to receive it as well. Yeah. Um, so we we need to help, and I I'm guilty of not doing it as much as I should uh, too. But um, let's just give each other feedback. Let's just keep the community positive and uh, keep everyone. Well, not I mean we don't have to keep everyone happy. That's impossible, but. Uh, make it at least an enjoyable place for everyone to express their creativity uh, within leagues, within the amino scene. Uh, because let's be honest, it's been around for uh, more than four years at this point, and um, there's been ups, there's been downs, but overall, it's quite a tight community uh, that we want to keep as tight as it is. And as such, let's keep it that way for everyone, with everyone. Uh, I think this is a good moment to um, basically, uh, you know, stop recording, get finish this podcast. It has been a great episode. Um, it, uh, I'm, I'm really glad to uh, have had two, you know, great, great people on this first episode of the podcast. Thank you so much, Uns. Thank you so much, uh, Peggy. This really is motivating to uh, try it with as many people as possible. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say to the people listening? Uh, check out Conquest Wrestling. <laughs> you should. I don't, know, I don't know what else to honestly say. Give him feedback. You know, tell him how shit his matches are. You know, that's a step in the right direction for him. Be a good community. He doesn't know yet, but he thinks Conquest is actually good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, anything else you want to say, Vince? <laughs> Um, I have a joke here from a, a recent event. If you'd like me to read it out, uh, sure. I'll, take, I'll read it out. You can cut it out. It's not good. Um, a Connor's Cure ad appeared during the latest pay per view on WWE, and it was like kids in superhero uniforms. And I asked, "What movie of the WWE advertising now?" Louis turned around and said, "Tough enough." I forgot about this. <laughs> forgot about this that's uh definitely a way to end the show uh thank you so much for listening uh i'm not sure who i'll have on next i'm not sure when the next episode will be but i'm sure there will be a next episode because i enjoyed this so much thank you and thank you Pagay, for uh, joining me on the ride. and um we'll see how the people react to it how people let me play guitar let me play out the guitar in an end wait say that again let me He's going to play his guitar. Apparently, sure. Thank you. Uh, that's a nice intro for a lawsuit that we're going to have when they hear this. Uh, I'm glad. Thank you so much. Hans is in the corner doing it. It's all fine. <laughs> it's been so great. Uh, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening. This has been Behind the Scene. And uh, till next time. Bye-bye.